welcome to another episode of the Negative Positives Podcast. And now, I'm your host, Mike Williams. Now I'm just goofing with you. I'm drinking cheap-ass beer with the real host, Mike Gutterman. Hey, Gutterman, you're on. All right, folks, we're going to get right to everyone's favorite co-captains, starting all the way out in Los Angeles, California, La La Land, the City of Angels, Mr. Andre Dominguez. How you doing tonight, Andre? Uh, Andre? All right, uh, we're going to keep moving to uh, Pennsylvania or uh, uh, Iceland. No, uh, uh, Virginia. None other than Jess Jones, who is Yesy, uh, Yesy Ones on Instagram or whatever. And finally, making her third or fourth triumphant return, like a bad penny, all the way from, uh, uh, let's see, uh, all the way from Albuquerque, California, this is Roxana Angles. All right, folks, uh, this first segment's already already run a little long, so uh, we're going we're gonna to take us a little break so I can water my thorny bush. We will be right back, folks. Hello, and welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode 390. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave here in Louisville, Kentucky. And it is a Monday show, so we have guests. We, we, we have a co-captain, <laughs> and uh, this is a roundtable episode, 390, all, all the 10s, 380, 390, 370. All are always, we always try to do roundtable episodes where we, we pick a panelist of experts to you know, discuss the hot topics that's just burning up the uh, film photography community. And uh, we just, we, you know, we solve all the problems for the entire community on these shows, I like to think. And uh, so that's kind of what this episode is. But uh, it's been a, a bit of a strange one. I, I actually landed a two a very uh, uh, a promising guest for the panelists of the roundtable this, uh, this, uh, this evening. But two of my co-captains had issues. <laughs> Uh, Andre had a, uh, a bit of a migraine today, so I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to make it, and I haven't been able to get a hold of him, so I assume he's he's uh, resting. Uh, Jess Jones is, again, out of power and um, had a carbon monoxide issue go on in her the, her, her abode, uh, so a little, little, little emergency situation going on there. So we may or may not have them join us at some point in this podcast. If not, we'll just, uh, we're just flying here, but uh, uh, we do have one co-captain, and it's one that you might have uh, missed for a bit here. Uh, one has made, uh, I don't know, her, her 72nd triumphant return, I think. Uh, <laughs> and that is uh, Roxana Angles out in Livingston, California. And uh, so, <laughs> Roxana, how you doing tonight? And welcome back. It's been a bit. It has been a bit, and I have missed the hell of it out of you guys. So ah. I'm excited to be here tonight. And, um, you know, it's 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 hot and humid out here in, uh, in the desert area of Southern California, good old Indio. Um, <laughs> it, it feels like it's more like the Bahamas today. Uh, uh. So without the ocean. <laughs> right, right. It's been a, we had a real hot week here last week. It's uh, we're getting a, a bit of a mild week this week though. So it's going to be a little bit nicer, like, uh, like high eighties instead of like 105. So uh, it's going to a little bit better this week. Uh, but yeah, we had a, we had a rough one last week, but, uh, uh, so, but Hey, I'm not complaining. Uh, you know, I'll never complain about the heat. It's the cold weather when you hear me start to bitch. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, so we have, uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of, uh, 
a fine gentleman here to join the panel tonight, and um, and that's somewhat strange. Uh, last minute uh, 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 scramble to get the show on the air, uh, but these two are committed uh, about a week ago, and they, and they came through with flying colors. And uh, so first off, it's um, Mr. Dave Mahali over there in the uh, the great state of Ohio. And uh, Dave, I got to say, uh, this is. Uh, I think going to be the last episode where I play your winning open, your winning negative positives open. I feel like it's had a good long run, but I, I wanted to play it, uh, the, the intro, your winning intro on this episode since you're on the episode. And, uh, you know, hey, congratulations on being the, the big wiener in the in the intro contest. And I hope you've enjoyed your, your rather long run of uh, in- introducing the show. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, going out with a bang. <laughs> right. I feel like, you know, they're, they're going to hear you in the intro. And then by the time they hear you know your thoughts on, your, on the hot topics, maybe they, they might be a little burnt out on you. So maybe it's time to retire it. Right. You think? Hey, I'm already <laughs> sick of myself, too. So I understand. <laughs> nice. Well, how you doing, Dave? What's uh, what's it like in the great state of Ohio? You know, about the same as it's been for you, Mike. We have a, a very similar tra- a weather pattern in that mm. uh, last week was, yeah, pretty brutal heat index, mm. you know, 96, 97 every day. Yeah. Uh, this week, kind of like you said, 80s, and uh, I can live with that. I can handle that. Mm-hmm. Of course, people may know Dave uh, from his YouTube channel, The Old Camera Guy. And uh, Dave, you're doing a great job with that, man. Like you're, um, I've noticed I was on my uh, YouTube uh, subscriptions yesterday and uh, looking at all the videos that's popped up. And uh, you've got like quite a few uh, like coming. Like You keep putting those ones in the can, like coming soon, you know, like sort of a notify me when this one goes live. Like you, you seem to be yeah. uh, kind of popping them out here lately. Yeah, I got a lot of them on deck, and I think it's because, you know, these companies keep coming out with new products. So, you know, I just shot Agent Shadow. I've been using that uh, Kodak Ektar H35 half-frame camera, Sinistral uh, 400D, mm-hmm. Kodak Golden 120, and then uh, Sherry's keeping me busy with the Frugal Film Project every month. So, uh, yeah, I got a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. So if you haven't checked out uh, Mr. Mahali's uh YouTube channel, the old camera guy. Well, you're just goofing in life, and uh, you need to rectify that situation uh, pronto. But uh, uh, and let's get to our, our next guest, uh, Mr. Dan Tree. And Dan, I completely forget uh, what part of the country you were at. Uh, but uh, uh, where, where, where are you at? I'm here in Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah. That's right. That's right. Okay, so you're out there with uh, uh, Mr. Sean Nelson, UtahFilmPhotography.com, right? You ever you ever run into Mr. Sean Nelson out there in the great state of Utah? I did. Actually, I sold him an old Ondu pinhole camera uh, that I had from the first batch that they had done. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Sean's a great guy. But uh, um, he uh, sent me uh, some uh, that <laughs> uh, he sent me a product that I that has changed my life. Uh, he sent me some of that uh, that magnet tape. Uh, that you can uh, so now I can like use mag. It's uh, like a tape that you stick on the back of stickers or prints and turns them into magnets. So I can put uh, photos or stickers on my new Gutterman Cave Garage fridge and not have to worry about if it dies. What I do with them because uh, I can just take them off because they're magnets now. So it's just an amazing product and uh, it's changed my life. So. <laughs> That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and I can move them around. I can rearrange them. You know, so it's very nice. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Play with the feng uh, shui of the magnet of the stickers. That's, that's, that's right. That's right. Uh, it's weird how such a small little product can really um, just bring just bring great great joy to your life. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, very happy about it. But all right, well, it's been a while since uh, all you guys have been on here, so I think we're just going to use this first segment. Before we get into the hot topics and and maybe also to allow some time for maybe Jess or Andre to join us if they if they get uh, in a situation where they can give them a little time, uh, we're going to catch up a little bit here. So uh, 
I guess we'll start with our co-captain, Roxana. It's been it's been a bit. What, what have you been? What do you what do you want to tell the fine folks you've been up to since uh, your last uh, your, since your, you you went on your va- your your you know your well deserved negative positive vacation? I mean, you got to use those vacation weeks I provide, you know, because we have re- <laughs> we have a real good strong benefits package here. So, uh. <laughs> oh my gosh, so much has happened. I don't even know where I left off, Mike. That is the god honest truth. Um, though I do have some exciting, I mean, I am nervous and excited all wrapped up into one. Wow. Um, as everybody knows, I, I've been at a a KA middle school in Palm Springs and I decided to take the plunge into high school counseling. So, uh, yeah. So next year I will be at Palm Springs high school and uh, I'm excited about that because, well, of course, I want to take my club with me and the kids are going to be a little bit older. So it's going to be really interesting, I think. Oh, wow. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, that was actually going to be my first question. Are you going to continue the, the film club? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you know, I think that like in high school, I'm hoping that they have a little bit more. Um, because what I noticed with the younger kids is they some of them were diehards, but it was a it was a small group. And then some of them, I was like, "Do you still have that camera? Like, are you still on the same roll of film?" Mm. <laughs> and I kind of had to. <laughs> sounds, touch sounds, with sounds like me. <laughs> sounds like me too. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to get settled in and see what's going on, but you better believe I'm going to be having a a film photography club there. And I'm really excited about that. Awesome. So, Congratulations yeah. on the uh, and, and the best of wishes on the on the on the the, the I guess I guess uh, we could call it a uh, uh, a promotion I guess right I mean yeah I uh, not yeah. really because I'm not really getting paid more or anything <laughs> right right <laughs> it's probably actually more work but you know it's all good I'm ready for some high school you know all that stuff really interests me I love I love being at the high school level it's it's good stuff I get to think about um well and not only that you guys I get to see all the kids that were at my school were oh, in yeah, my yeah. club and then graduated out so uh, I'm excited to see uh, um where they are and mm-hmm. see if they're still interested in photography do they like you know they're going to be my first recruits <laughs> oh yeah obviously yeah, yeah yeah that'd be very cool find yeah. out. it'd be really really cool if you find out some of them are still into that you you possibly uh, you know uh, you know escorted them down that 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 freeway of film you know so yeah, yeah. well and some of them kept their cameras because of the pandemic because mm-hmm. what happened is when that all went down over spring break Uh, And then we just never came back. So I wasn't, there was a good amount of kids that had cameras that I never saw again. Uh Um, So uh, that could be very likely. And I know exactly who they are. They're still in the school. So it should be really exciting to connect with them again. Right. And hey, if uh, you're not shooting film, give me that camera back. That's right. That's right. (laughs) You know, if you're not using it, I'm coming after you. I think it's only fair. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think so. Yep. Right. I'm hunting them down, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been, have you been doing anything cool uh, photography related yourself? You know, I have mommy shooting. I've been uh, lately. Let me see. I got, okay. 
I know I'm going to save it for later, but my gosh, my color film stock is starting to run low and I never thought I would say mm. that. So I'm like, all right, where's all the color film? And um, so I don't even know. I have right now, I'm shooting a lot of Cinestill. I got a roll of that double film. Mm -hmm. um, it's that it's a cinematic one that I think is supposed to be pretty competitive with Cinestill. So I have a roll of that in my camera and uh, I've just been, you know, I got a roll of, I got a hundred foot roll of the vision film. Um, mm -hmm. So I have, I have, I made like a million little rolls of that that I have in my freezer and I've just been having fun. You know, I went up to Berkeley to drop off our oldest daughter to college. That was crazy. And and she's shooting film. So I oh, very cool. her how to and she has her little cameras and she's off and shooting and it's it's wonderful. So yeah, there's been so much going on. It's been a blast. Oh, oh sounds like something something happens when we send our kids away to college. Suddenly they want to be film photographers, uh shooters. So uh, <laughs> I think right. it's a so folks just send your kids to college and once they get educated they realize how cool film is you know that's, uh, that's right that's right <laughs> that's sort of makes all that doing it and they are interested in it there you go it <laughs> makes that it make, makes all Not that college you do something that the parents want to do <laughs> right, mm -hmm. right right it makes all that uh college school debt seem uh, uh almost worth it all right that's right uh, not, that's not, right not, 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 not really not really but uh, we're, we're gonna be in massive debt when my son gets out so but uh yeah but, let's not talk about such things <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we have two more behind her so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh all right well uh let's go ahead and get with uh mr dave mahali hey what have you been up to lately besides uh you know educating the world through youtube uh, well, yeah, there's YouTube University, and I hope your theory about uh, college is right, because I'm sending my oldest to college August 19th. He's going to Ohio oh. University down in Athens. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it's less than a month away, so we're excited about that. So mm -hmm. that's been, we've been trying to get him ready for stuff. Been shooting a ton of film, color, black and white, you name it. I uh, haven't slotted, shot any slide film yet, although I'm probably going to do that too sometime this week, because Matt Murray's running his uh, cross-processing competition through, I oh, yeah, yeah. August, so... I'm going to try to hop in on that, too. So I'll, I've got a roll of ectochrome I think I'm going to shoot in my very near future. How, and, long, is, uh, how, how long is that contest going for? Because I actually have a bunch of rows, uh, old he, rows of ectochrome. He's saying so. through the end of August, so you still got some time. Okay. All right. Maybe I can, uh, you know, you know how I am. But uh, maybe, maybe I can get something <laughs> done for that. Yeah. Let me, right. let me clarify. August 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you might well want to get on that. Well played. <laughs> uh, so I've been shooting a lot. The other thing I've been doing is uh, I've been getting on eBay, as one does, and uh, just typing in like film cameras and seeing what pops up, seeing whatever's cheapest, and scored a Rebel S2, a Canon Rebel S2. I think it was four ninety nine. It's an autofocus wow. SLR, and you know you've talked a lot about the plastic uh, autofocus with bang yeah. cameras, mm -hmm. and uh, it you know powers up for five bucks. You know I couldn't couldn't pass it up. I also picked up a Canon Fotura. I don't know if you've seen those, but that's the one that it kind of looks like a camcorder. You hold it sort of funny like a camcorder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's it's got to be one of the ugliest cameras ever seen. But <laughs> for 20 bucks, you know, it's, it's got a face only a mother could love kind of a thing. But uh, <laughs> I couldn't pass it up either. It's just kind of unique. I've never shot with one. So uh, I can see that shooting in my uh, near, near future as well. So you could say it has a face for podcasting, basically. Uh, it's kind of. <laughs> yes. Not unlike myself. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So, um, what about uh, uh, you know, Dave? I keep waiting for the APS video to happen uh, on your. You know, you know, there's the hottest trend in film. Tari's taking on the world by storm. I just wondered why I haven't seen any APS videos pop up yet. You know, you know? any any decade now. Just just keep waiting. <laughs> Nice, nice. Uh, all right, Mr. Dan Tree, what have you been up to lately, brother? It's been a while since I've had you on, man. It's, I can't even remember when it was. I, I, Skype said it was over a year ago, so uh, it's been a while. Yeah, I saw that on the invite, too. The, yeah. um, I've been shooting a lot. It's been really hot here in uh, Utah. It's like over 100 uh, most uh, for, for quite a while, or just, just to 100. So um, I got an e-bike last year, and that's been nice because i've been able to cruise around the city a lot more and shoot uh way more than i uh would when i was doing everything on foot so Mm -hmm. that's kind of opened things up i think it's my favorite bit of like photography gear that i've gotten um (laughs) and um and then just still doing my project out at the great salt lake um you know they've been working on for a few years Mm -hmm. but a lot of shooting just trying to find time to get in the dark room awesome awesome well, uh, I, I guess I can catch up a little bit here with what I, I've been up to. I have actually done some things. So I actually, you know, I don't, I don't normally have uh, have anything to say. Normally, I just go on to segment two and we get this roundtable started. But uh, uh, I, today actually is my uh, my wife and I's 25th anniversary. So uh, married 25 years. And uh, but so this this weekend, I took her to a, a very swanky posh hotel here in Louisville on uh, downtown Louisville, right on the riverfront, the Galt House. And uh, I have a buddy who works there. And I asked him to, you know, hey, you got any hookups? I, mean, I didn't really ask for a hookup. I just asked for information about it. And next thing I know, he books me a room and for like really cheap, like way cheaper than what I should be paying. Right. And so and I'm thinking it's just going to be a, you know, it's going to be a nice room, but it's not going to be you know, great or anything. And we get there and <laughs> uh, we get the key. We get the key to the place, And it's, it's like on the 22nd floor and we get in the elevator and I hit floor 22 and it doesn't go anywhere and the button just turns right off and i hit 22 again i was like oh man this elevator screwed up we better get off this thing and get in another elevator right well then i realized on it's one of the it's one of the the vip floors and i have to scan my hotel key in the elevator for it to allow me to go to floor 22 so i'm feeling like a rock star already right you know (laughs) and so so once i finally do that and i get to floor 22 i go to my room and it's like it's got to be one of the swankiest rooms in the entire hotel it's like overlooking the ohio river i got two windows uh big three actually three big windows overlooking the the city and the river and and it's just a, uh, it's a, it's a pretty uh, swanky room, and uh, and so I, I did bring a camera, and uh, we took some photos, uh, uh, took some portraits on the on the balcony overlooking the the river, and uh, we wanted to kind of walk around the hotel a little bit, and uh, take some photos as well, do like a portrait session because there's a lot of cool like architecture and just cool backgrounds we could have used, but uh, there were so many people there though, it was just kind of. It was just going to seem a little, little awkward, so we didn't do that. But uh, I did, I did get some shooting done though, and I brought my, uh, my, my plastic fantastic whiz bang, uh, my Pentax PZ1P, which man, those things used to be. I used to pick those things up for fifty dollars. I think now they're really expensive. But uh, so yeah, I know, I know, and uh, but uh, but that was fun. And uh, and the funny thing was, uh, so I brought two rows of film, and I, uh, I, so I pulled the camera out of the bag. And I'm getting ready to load one of the rolls of film. I was like, oh, shit, there's a half roll of film in here from who knows when. Because <laughs> so, I wanted to, I brought some T-Max 3200 because I wanted to take some, uh, like, low light, you know, gritty black and white shots. And, you know, some of the dark, uh, you know, the, the, the romantic lighting of the hotel, you know. And, uh, but I never got through the, 
<laughs> the row of Kodak Max 400 that was in it. So uh, I almost finished that row that was in it, but I, I didn't quite get there. So it's yet another camera that has an unfinished roll in it. But uh, but hey, you know, it was it was it was it was awesome, man. I, I lived uh, I lived a uh, one night uh, like uh, like a true rock star. So uh, you know, uh, now now I know. Um, uh, what it would be like if my music ever made it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, not not holding my breath on that one, but uh, uh, but yeah. So got a little bit done, but um, uh, also I did get uh, something in the middle. I'm going to go ahead and say this now because uh, before I forget, uh, Mr. Larry Effler, who we had on the episode uh, a couple weeks ago, sends me a, a big sticker, a big Alzheimer's Tennessee sticker that's now not a sticker, a magnet uh, that's now on the Gutterman Cave refrigerator. But he sent me a nice little letter here. I wanted to read this because it's really nice. Uh, uh, it's from Mr. Larry Effler. He says, Mike, thank you for inviting me on the podcast. I had a great time. You and Andre make your guests feel very comfortable. I'm sorry I missed the ladies, though. Uh-oh. See, uh, see what you missed out on, Roxanne? He, he's missing you. But um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, too, for starting and maintaining the podcast. Uh, but... It says BLA. I like he's going to say I blame, but he he says I mean thank the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast for stoking my returning interest in shooting film. Now that I've returned to the hobby as an old guy, I look forward to having something fun to do in retirement. And now that your podcast and 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 those it has and those it has led me to have reminded, okay, and now that your podcast and those. It has led me to have reminded of all the expensive cameras and film I want to try. I will never be able to retire. So thanks for that. <laughs> Finally, and seriously, thank you for allowing me to use your music in the video projects I do for Alzheimer's Tennessee. I'm naming you our honorary musical director. Enclosed are two Alzheimer's Tennessee magnets. I hope you can find space in your new fridge for one of them. Uh, so yes, I did. Uh, uh, <laughs> did uh, put uh, one ones on our actually our inside in our house refrigerator, and ones out here on the beer refrigerator. So uh, uh, anything, and then he says maybe you can use the second one to cover up a rust spot on the Fiero. <laughs> Stay positive and shoot some cool film photos, Larry Effler. Uh, thank you, Larry, so much. Yes, the stickers are on each of our refrigerators, uh, and thank you for using my music in such a a good cause. Like his uh, the the work he does with the Alzheimer's association there in tennessee uh really really awesome but uh um and also larry uh a magnet would not help with a rust spot on a fiero because there is no rust on a fiero because they are plastic so uh <laughs> <laughs> plastic car but all right well that's kind of a little catch up with us i think we uh take us a little break and um we get into the hot topics the things that are burning up the the film photography community does that sound like a plan i know everybody's just uh you know, everybody's waiting for this counseling session, you know, so and we have an actual counselor on the show tonight. So like, like we're going to we're going to solve some problems. So you have some high school drama I want to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the good stuff. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll, we'll take us a little break and we'll come back and start this roundtable. So we'll be right back. Folks, we are back from the break, and it is a roundtable discussion. So it's time to get into the hot topics that is just burning up the film community. So let's meet the panelists 
on this episode's Roundtable Discussion. I'm Mike Gutterman. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm drinking Miller Light Beer. I'm Roxana Angles. I am from Indio, California, and I am drinking some hot tea on a hot day. <laughs> I'm Dave Mahali. I'm from Westerville, Ohio, and I'm drinking Bud Light Eggnog Hard Seltzer from last Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> After have to recuperate from that. Uh, I'm Dan Tree Dude. from Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm drinking a rhubarb sour from Fisher Brewery. Nice. There you go. You have met the panelists for this, this roundtable discussion. And Dave, I truly hope you are not drinking that. <laughs> Wish me luck. <laughs> I think that's the hot topic uh, right there. Uh, why in the hell are, is he drinking something like that? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, the way these roundtables work, if you've never heard one of these episodes before, is uh, each person on the panel brings a hot topic, and then we all discuss it. But we are all under the pressure of the Gray Lab timer, and when the Gray Lab timer goes off and we run out of time on that topic, we're supposed to stop and move on to the next hot topic. And we will know when we've run out of time by the scary sound of the Gray Lab darkroom timer buzzer, which sounds something like this. There you go. That's enough to scare anybody. So, uh, and normally we try to buzz Andre, and uh, but he's not here. So I don't know who's going to be the victim tonight. Who's going <laughs> to who's going to get it? But uh, it could be we'll, any we'll, one of us. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be a free for all. So, uh, uh, but all right. Well, uh, with no further ado, let's get into the first hot topic. Uh, and we're, this is going to come from Mr. David Mahali, the old camera guy. Uh, Dave, what is your topic? My hot topic is. Rebadged or rebranded film, good harmless fun or unspeakable evil. So <laughs> let me back up and just make sure uh, we're on the same page. When I say rebadged or rebranded film, I'll give an example of Fomapan film. Uh, you can find it as Fomapan, of course, but you can also see it as just about everything else, too. It's got about a million different versions out there Arista EDU. Uh, I think Ribsy is probably, that's probably his classic, new classic film. Uh, it's been rebadged as, uh, well, I know Stephen Dowling uses the 100 speed as the Cosmo Photo Mono. Uh, a lot of different versions out there. And a lot of people, the reason I say it's a hot topic is some people really, really get bothered by the whole concept of rebadged or rebranded film. Mm -hmm. uh, my take on it is personally, I don't typically have a real big problem with it. I do appreciate transparency. So I think it's cool when. Uh, the manufacturer, the rebrander re uh, does tell you what the stock is at the very least, if they give you, you know, development times, that sort of thing, in case it's not on massive dead chart or something like that. But even when they're not super transparent, I can't really get all that honked off about it. And I tell you why there's, there's three, I think for me, three main reasons why I don't generally have a big problem with rebadged or rebranded film. First thing is typically you are supporting a small business because most of these rebranders they're not these big corporations. It's, uh, you know, a mom and pop kind of shop. So I generally, for me, at least supporting small businesses, you know, typically a good thing. So that's a big reason why a lot of times, you know, I'll throw a few dollars one way or another uh, if I, again, can support a small business. Uh, second reason for me that I, a lot of times I don't have a big problem with it is it might help increase the distribution of a certain stock because uh, some let's say you, you run a smaller retail outlet, boutique, whatever. 
And maybe you can't commit to a huge order with codec of thousands and thousands of rolls, but maybe you can get, you know, 20 rolls of this, 20 rolls of that. So in some cases or in some locales, maybe that's the only uh, place that will carry that stock. And if you can't find it under, let's say, a Foma Pan or a Kent Mirror or something like that, if you find another brand um, or a different branding of it, you can uh, get that stock in the hands of more people. So I'm all for that, too. Uh, and I think really the third reason for me why I don't typically have a big problem with rebadging or rebranding film is um, kind of a simple one, maybe an obvious one, is the graphics on these packages. And that might sound pretty superficial, and it, you know, probably is. But my take on that is this. As photographers, by nature, almost by definition, we are visually oriented people. So we're naturally going to be attracted to good graphic design. So you come out with this flashy packaging and again, uh, Cosmo Photo is a great example of this. They've got mm -hmm. awesome graphics. I mean, you can't beat their graphics. They're they're awesome, top notch. Oh, yeah. uh, Lomography, Lomography has some good stuff too that they've uh, rebadged and rebranded. But uh, my take on that or my feeling is it's okay to be attracted to that. And, you know, you shouldn't feel bad about getting something because it has nice packaging. Again, you can get it as another brand. I get that. And, you know, maybe a few dollars cheaper. But I'm all for supporting graphic designers too. So, I have no problem doing that. Thinking about it, the only rebranding that comes to my uh, comes to my mind immediately that's cheaper than the original one is probably Arista EDU because I usually I can get that for a little bit cheaper than Fomapan. Same uh -huh. film, uh, and I believe the Arista EDU, if I recall correctly, in the 35 millimeter. I don't think it's typically DX coded, which in some ways can be almost a benefit, but that's kind of the rare exception where. The rebrand is actually cheaper than, you know, the main brand of stock that most people know. So generally speaking, and again, there may be some exceptions to this, but I have no big problem with rebadged or rebranded film. I agree. And uh, I, I think uh, the, the point that you made that I, I want to, that I, I wholeheartedly agree with, I agree with actually everything you said, but uh, number two, uh, the fact uh, that the distribution, because I know like take uh, anthony rue who runs uh, yep. a coffee shop uh, that's uh, does a lot of film stuff a lot has a, a pretty good film community that visits his coffee shop he's able to sell uh cosmo film at, at his shop where he cannot place the order with ilford or kodak enough of an order that they will even 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 talk business with him uh, but he's uh, able to carry that film and offer it available locally to uh, the people in that community that are film shooters and i think that is a wonderful thing and you know yep. the way i see it is if it's selling more film uh and keeping those film factories rolling which apparently right now is not an issue anymore <laughs> like they can't <laughs> seem to roll enough but uh but uh you know that's it, 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 i don't see how it can be a bad thing i do appreciate transparency in the uh, deal um uh, but uh, especially yep. when it comes to like the home home process it's nice to know you know what kind of developing time you need but yep. uh but you know but yeah so even if they're even if they're not transparent about that if they at least if it's a black and white film if they at least tell us what the developing uh you know times are then uh, I, i'm fine with it you know it's usually you know somebody always figures it out the company doesn't necessarily have to come out and tell you somebody's going to figure it out you know don't just hold your horses you know somebody will, somebody will tell you what it is eventually you know so it all it always usually comes out so i don't think that's a big deal even if they're not transparent but uh but you know like uh um, um cosmo has been very uh very transparent pretty much uh especially with the uh the, the mono uh, or whatever the photo mono what is it yeah yeah the cosmo mono or whatever so uh yep. but yeah so uh that's my thoughts uh the timer has been running uh so who wants to jump in next ladies <laughs> first i'll get first <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So I will go. <laughs> you know, I am actually, I, I've been listening because honestly, it, the the thought has never really come through my head, but I am such a sucker. I am a visual person and I love the graphics that come on repackaged film and I, I buy it. I, even if I have it in a different form, I, I love buying film that somebody has done and put that much effort and, you know, it's, it takes work and, you know, I feel like it, it comes from the heart of, of loving film. So I, anything for the love of film, I'm on board with. Absolutely. Uh, you know, yep. I, also, I should say, uh, well, I'll let, I'll let Dan, I'll let you go. Maybe you maybe avoid the buzzer, but I have something else. I'm gonna, maybe I'll get buzzed. But go ahead, Dan. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't find anything wrong with it. Like like you guys said, I, I do wish there was a little more transparency because anytime they announce something, I initially like you Google what it actually is. But like I kind of feel like some of these larger companies should maybe hire the uh, <laughs> these smaller ones to do their packaging design. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, it, for me, the biggest difference is on the color film because um, there's a bunch that are out and have come out. And a lot of those, like I can't go buy a thousand feet of, you know, some movie film. So I'm perfectly fine with paying somebody else to roll me, you know, like a couple rolls to go have fun with it, you know, oh, yeah. on, a, yeah. on a summer day. Yep. Um, and for me, I'm kind of boring. I, I shoot uh, mostly just the same black and white film stock. And it was Tri-X and I recently jumped ship to hp5 when i realized it was like half the price mm-hmm. um you know but it makes darkroom work a lot easier if i can just stick with the same stock but um i will still occasionally get attracted at my local film shop to some of that funner um packaging so uh dan you stopped right right at the right time oh my goodness it's a uh, uh here we go it's just a- <laughs> Mike, <laughs> It's just no fun without Andre. I know I miss you, Andre. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, one thing's for sure, I can't be a hypocrite because Andre and I are sitting on 2,000 feet of Ilford movie film that we want to eventually, you know, hand roll and, and get out to the community. And uh, and we'll obviously be transparent about it. We've been transparent about it. It's it's Ilford uh, movie film, uh, black and white Ooh. movie film. And, uh, and so uh, I believe it was, I think it's HP hp4 hp5 or something movie film motion picture film which i didn't even know uh, ilford made but we got two thousand feet of it that's and uh we certainly the way andre and i shoot we'll never get through it so we got to get it out to the community somehow so, <laughs> so well, you, we're gonna you guys to, just have to uh, shoot the negative positive uh movie <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh, I, I i mean i think Summer, you, the you, negative and positive movie Right. I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come up with some kind of catchy name for it and, and, and make a sticker for it and all that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it out there. But I mean, so we'll, you know, I guess people will be able to, if people are mad about rebranding, they'll be able to be mad at, at us, I guess, because uh, uh, we're, we're going to do it at some point. So, all right. <laughs> Well, uh, now that we have solved that and that, that 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 issue has been totally settled, the film community can stop talking about it, right? I mean, everybody uh, is. <laughs> you're you're welcome. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We've all agreed it's okay. Get over it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Pretty sure there's people out there we have not changed their mind, but uh, no, that's, that's fine. No, <laughs> all right, so Mr. Dantry, what what kind of hot topic do you have for the the fine? Uh, what what fire do you want to put out in the community? I don't know if this is like a fire in the community necessarily, but uh, <laughs> like recently, so my my work, I tend to then when I make the work, I want to have it in a gallery. Um, and so mine is like a series of, of, or a body of work that the end goal is to have it, um, be shown. 
And uh, so a series that I've been working on for uh, almost a decade now, I finally realized it was time to start getting it out there. Um, and I submitted it to a gallery that I thought was like a really good fit. And um, and they get like a couple hundred submissions, but I didn't get it. And mm got really depressed <laughs> afterwards because I was like mm-hmm. wanting people to see it and I thought people would enjoy it and for some reason I got let it get to me more than I should have so um, I guess it's just how we deal with uh, disappointment like that uh, Instagram post you you're excited to share and you get those two likes uh, that particular day or uh, you know a YouTube video that didn't get any traction or some hate um, mm-hmm. so I guess how to deal with uh that disappointment i guess well i this is a timely uh a, a question for me I, I got the timer running uh you, you notice how i always jump in first so i try to avoid getting buzzed but uh <laughs> <laughs> just a little, little little trick of the trade there but uh, uh but yeah um uh, i recently you know, i stopped doing art shows in the last uh last year or two and uh i had to make a decision on whether i was going to do the big one this coming October that I had done for like 15 years and I didn't do it last year. And then this year I was like, do I want to go back? Do I want to do it again? You know? And, uh, I decided not to. And I think one reason why is I just haven't felt really good about my photography in the last uh, year or two. Haven't really, uh, felt like any of it's been up to par. And, uh, also, uh, you know, I always thought that the end game for my photography was, you know, doing art shows and, and seeing if people would actually buy my work. And I always got a lot of, uh, sort of a, a positive reinforcement uh, to shoot by by seeing that people were interested in what I was shooting and and enjoying it and, and purchasing it and 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 just even if they just came by and looked at it and gave me compliments or whatever all that stuff was you know it's very good for uh, to kind of keep you motivated but I realized that it was putting pressure on me to uh, you know feel like I have to always shoot for art shows like it almost almost to the point where like when I would be out shooting I'd be like well should I take the shot it's not really something that I could sell at an art show you know so Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it was kind of a, it was kind of actually uh, hurting my uh, uh, motivation to shoot. So I found that uh, getting out of uh, worrying about likes and worrying about selling at art shows has kept me from being uh, worrying about maybe that disappointment and also freeing up my photography in a way and to where I can just take the stupid shots now that I used to pass on because like, oh, that's not that's not artsy enough. I can't take that shot. You know, now I just, you know, hey, I, I, I can't be picky about what I shoot shooting enough so so but it's been nice to kind of kind of it's kind of been really freeing to just say like mike you know just take off from uh, doing art shows for a while I'm, I'm not saying i'll never do one again but uh i'm definitely taking a break from it and then seeing how if that helps my photography uh just frees me up a little bit so uh, just my thoughts on it. yeah and that's interesting because like my when i pointed it out to my wife she was she was mentioning like well why why do you feel the need for people to see it and it's it's like well that's that's why you do this yeah and yeah it, yeah it doesn't have to be like it could be something you just enjoy doing as it gets you out there but mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, if it's because it's such, such a visual medium yeah and yeah and it's just like you know uh making music or, or shooting photographs you want people to hear your music you want people to see your photos but mm-hmm. also i've realized that you know i've got to find the joy in the actual creation of the art and yep. not be so worried about where what the art does after it's created. You know, if I join the process is where I'm trying to find my happiness rather than trying to find my happiness on the uh, uh, on the tail end. As a matter of fact, there's an interesting uh, theory. I, I, I'll, I'll add some time here because uh, I'm, I'm taking up all the time. But uh, uh, <laughs> but the there's an interesting theory I was reading about 
it's called a uh, uh, push versus pull theory. And um, they were saying in the, you know, in, in the pre-internet age, pre-social media, that you to, uh, with your art, you used to have to push it on people. Like you used to have to like send your records to record labels. You had to, you know, uh, go to galleries and, and try to force, ga- you know, get galleries to look at your work or uh, submit your stuff to like an editor to maybe get into a magazine or you, you're always trying to push your your product. Whereas now with social media, the, 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 they're saying the theory is now you have to pull people towards you. You have to pull people to follow you, pull people to come to your your social media and check you out. It's more of a trying mm-hmm. to pull people into you rather than push yourself out. And yeah. uh, I thought that was an interesting. Uh, That's a great interesting way to put theory. it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's a little, little sidetrack there. I just I just read about that a couple weeks ago, and I've been meaning to say it on the podcast, and it just gave me that gave me that was my that was my open window. So <laughs> that was a good right. one. Yeah, yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. That is really a good way of putting it. And you know, I I know that I struggle with the end game, and I think I have ever since. I mean, I've known y'all. I've always talked about how I struggle with. Okay, now what? <laughs> what do I do now? And I print mm-hmm. my work and I do this and I'm like, I'm sitting on all these prints and I'm like, now what? Right, I don't know what right. to do now. It's like, and I feel the same with all the rest of my art, whether it's like, you know, pressed flowers, cyanotypes, photograph prints. It's like I'm sitting on all my stuff. I'm like, okay. Huh. <laughs> well, and, and I've had three solo shows. Like this is like over decades, but um those photos are in boxes in my garage, you know, like, <laughs> so people, I'm, people seem to like them. I didn't get a lot of people yelling at me about them, but, right. um, you know, that's just where they're at. I should figure out something to do with them. Well, I'm looking here in this garage. I see one, two, three, four, five, six <laughs> Rubbermaid bins full of framed prints from my last art show. Mm-hmm. Full. Like, <laughs> so like, what am I going to do with these things? You should probably have a show this October. Uh, <laughs> probably. I just bring all that work. You could have a garage show. <laughs> I, I actually thought about doing the art show this year and just going out there and, like, literally selling them all for $5 just to get rid of them. Like, it's a $5 blowout. It's my last year doing this art show. Get it. And I'm gone forever. Like, like a blowout. Like a like a, a clearance sale, you know. And uh, But I just I, I just I couldn't I couldn't get myself to do it. And, and all the other artists would be mad at me because my prices would be so cheap. So I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I think you should do a garage art show. I think that'd be rad. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, like actually you could have the whole vibe of your music. You could have your art. You could and you could pull people to you. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think the problem is in the area I live in, not, not, the, not the most artistic center of Louisville. So I don't think I'd I'd have a whole lot of luck. I'd just be a bunch of my friends coming over getting out of my beer fridge is probably all that would happen. So <laughs> that'd be fun too, Mike. That would yeah, be yeah. fun too. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Just certainly. charge them for your art, and then you can give them a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Free beer with every purchase. So yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, Dave. What's your thoughts? Well, uh, my first thought is I might have to deal with the disappointment of being buzzed by that damn gray lab timer. <laughs> um, but outside of that, uh, I think just it's helpful maybe if you just kind of get out of your own head sometimes and just shoot what feels right. And kind of to echo what you said, Mike, just try to maybe find more enjoyment uh, in the process of the, the journey, not just the destination. Uh, as mm-hmm. far as end game, you know, for me, I've, I've got kind of a clear cut end game these days. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> 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 I 
again, my end game is, you know, with the YouTube videos, you know, I've, I know my work's going to be seen, you know, whether it's appreciated or not, that's debatable, but it's going to get out there in some way, shape or form. Uh, and again, I don't have to, you know, frame all these prints. Honestly, I don't print that much. I probably should print more because I've got that, you know, one of my HP Envy printers that you guys talked me into. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I, but I don't have a lot of stuff hanging around, but it's it's living on my computer, basically, in, in scans and that sort of thing. So I do have an end game. I, I feel fortunate for that. But uh, yeah, just again, you know, learn learn to love the process is, is my looking. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I, I, when I was talking to uh, Lucy Lumen about it and uh, I was talking about Endgame with her and that was so what she was saying is the fact that she has a YouTube channel um, and she, she's not ruling out possibly doing an art show or a gallery show or something like that. But the fact that she has this YouTube channel, she makes a video of what she shot that feels like an Endgame, you know, and, yep. uh, uh, and I think that's that's the one thing I do worry about, if, you know, not doing art shows anymore. Do what will be my Endgame and uh I don't know, Dave. Maybe I just got to get on YouTube like all the cool kids, you know. But uh, so we're, we're waiting. <laughs> oh, we got to go to TikTok. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's yeah, right. there you go. You got to get on TikTok. <laughs> I, I'm on there, but I'm not really on there. It's like I'm more of a voyeur on there. <laughs> yeah. Well, Roxana talked me into going on TikTok too, and I do enjoy. There's a lot of cool stuff on there, but I'm kind of like her. I don't really contribute. Uh, he, every once in a while, I'll, I'll put out a you know little 15 second video, but YouTube is my main game. But TikTok's fun. Uh, Junior Wyatt's on there. He's been a, a ton of stuff on there lately. He's been really, oh, really? active. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Junior's okay. put all kinds of stuff on there. Okay. Uh, Bill too pops up on there too. So uh, Matt Murray, I mean, there's a lot of people we know, a lot of our friends are on there. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I, I, you know, I always, I always said that I was too old for TikTok, but maybe, uh, maybe it's coming around. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can get on there and run all these kids off and then they'll, they'll, go, they'll go start some other hit platform, he's, you know? So, uh, I'm two years old. Right. Right. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, sorry, you guys. <laughs> you know, another thing, and it just came to me in my mind right now that I've been kind of looking into as an end game also, is have you guys done a lot of like photo essays, like in the in the sense of like maybe even just posting it all together somehow, some way? I don't have an answer of how that is, but I've been kind of like really interested in that lately hmm. you think about like a like a starting like a like a blog or something or kind of like mm -hmm. i was thinking like a blog but i'm not really i'll tell you that i'll get lazy with the writing like yeah. i'm a writer i i can write i just get really lazy with it but i mean like a photo essay of um i was reading this really great book on a photographer and I can't think of his name right now because I don't have his book in front of me, but he was saying how the formula that um, photojournalists used to do um, a compilation of photographs together. And it was like, you know, you take one wide, you take one this, you do like a detail, you take the mm -hmm. subject. But it, but it was a really cool way of making a grouping together and practicing that and, and you know I always need challenges like that I'm like okay I can do this and then mm -hmm. it keeps me kind of inspired but have you guys done something like that before hmm, I, I certainly haven't uh, uh Roxana you should be able to write you did put out a book uh so I know, <laughs> I know. I bored. I, it's, it's not that I can't it's, it's just <laughs> it's time consuming <laughs> right 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 <laughs> Yeah, I've got uh, 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 Dave, Dan, you guys I, try anything like I have, that? I, no, I have not done that, but I, I really do like the idea of it. But kind of like Roxanne was saying, I just, 
I could see myself getting very lazy about the writing. So if it was not too text heavy, um, yeah, I think it's a very cool idea to have like a kind of a smaller, cohesive body of work, maybe telling a story through, like she was saying, you know, with you know, close ups, you know, wide shots and that kind of thing. Mm. Really cool idea. I like it. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be fun. I just uh, just an exploration. That's just something that I've been kind of I just read like this last week and I was like, huh, that kind of gives me that like. You know, that feeling that in, in your stomach, you're like, hi, I, I'm getting a little excited about something. Now. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my yeah. problem is my my ideals outweigh all my talent. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Dan, you you are a, a project guy. You, you mentioned in, uh, I, think, I think, maybe the pre-recording or, or maybe it was during the recording of that. Um, you know, you, you have a lot of projects that you, you, you tend to start and not finish. So uh, anything like this uh, kind of. Uh, a little, little bit, most, mostly like doing a physical like zine type format mm -hmm. to actually just get the work, you know, out there um, mm -hmm. in, in some format, um, you know, with like the layout of that sort of stuff. Nothing uh, digital, because I think it seems like most of the platforms, you know, if LiveJournal was still around, I'd totally be into that. But mm -hmm. that's how, you know, mm -hmm. far back I was doing that kind of digital stuff. But right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 as far as me doing a zine, uh, I've, I've thought about it. You know, I, I did one long time ago, but like, you know, the, <laughs> the pro I just learned Photoshop layers. So uh, <laughs> publishing <laughs> a zine, I had to have my son teach me layers like literally last week. And uh, uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think I'm a little far away from uh, like. Well, even, uh, even Lightroom has like a book layout. Um, oh, okay. See, I don't have Lightroom. So yeah. Oh, okay. I have like an old, old, old Photoshop, old cracked version of Photoshop. Yeah. yeah, it's it's re it's registered to Jose No Way. <laughs> <laughs> you better edit that part out. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Jose serial number zero 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 zero. The email email address is Jose at No Way dot com. I figure I figure if they haven't caught me yet with that kind of email address, they, they I'm probably good. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, so, <laughs> uh, uh, well, now that I've now that I've lost my uh, ability to use Photoshop, now I guess we should make the uh, statue <laughs> uh, as my plus one. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've uh, we've put out some fires here. Uh, maybe started some others, but uh, uh, I think uh, I think we're doing we're doing well. I think uh, people were. Uh, you know, starting to feel better about the photography now. I think that's what we're doing here. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think uh, we'll move. Uh, we'll take us a little break, and then Roxana and I will figure out what the hell we're gonna uh, bring to this uh, this discussion. So, uh, Dan and and Dave have put a put set a high bar. So let's uh, let's see what we can uh, what Roxana and I can come up with, and uh, we'll take us a little break and be right back, folks. final segment we have two more hot topics to discuss on this round table and uh we're going to start with uh roxana roxana is kind of uh 
Uh, well, we had discussed, uh, you know, pre-show um, uh, about the topics we might bring up, and Jess Jones had a good topic, and uh, but Jess couldn't make it, so uh, I think Roxanne is going to steal it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. So right. you know, I I am in lieu of Jess, so uh, he is speaking through me right now, and I'm I, I'm only a fraction of her wonderful essence. Aww. So I love that girl. So, but. You know, it does it her topic, and I, I don't have it written down word for word, but um, is about some of the online platforms that are popping up, uh, most specifically um, the granary.com, which I saw on my Instagram. Um, Instagram has moved so uh, towards like video and reels and whatnot. And our beloved still photographs, I feel like the algorithm isn't kind to us. Um, and uh, so it's interesting. I made an account on the granary. We'll see how it goes. Uh, personally, um, one of my issues, and I have the same issue with Lomography, um, which I love the Lomography community. So please don't even anybody get me wrong. But my biggest wish is that they have an app just to make it so much easier to share and to see the online community. And I think that that's just, um, that also is the difficult thing so right now with granary.com. But I love things that promote just the still photographs, but it to you guys, is it just another platform? How are you feeling about, um, you know, more online time versus like, mm -hmm. you know, is it, do you feel like it's too much being online? Like sometimes I get overwhelmed on my phone or my computer um, as well. So, you know, what are your guys' thoughts? Well, so now I would, uh, I would like Dan. I was actually, I am funneling Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Shannon, I was going to let you go first because I was going to have you also because you gave uh, me kind of a primer of in case people don't know what granary is. Uh, you gave me a good primer because I was a little bit unfamiliar with it. I've heard about it. I didn't really know how it worked. So, Dan, uh, could you give uh, just a little primer on granary for people that may not uh, know about it just yet? And then you can, I'll let you go ahead and go first and you can you can avoid the buzzer that way. So, so you see, I, 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 was, I was taking care of you, man. OK, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. I take yeah. it back. Sorry. Gee, thanks. <laughs> Then <laughs> Dave goes second. Um, so I've, I'm brand new to it as well, but it, it was kind of cool because it has you when you set up your account, it, you put in what cameras and lenses and um, I think even film you shoot with. And so when you make a post, it just you automatically choose like from a drop down menu, like what camera from your collection. So so it's nice if you shoot with a couple cameras, um, uh, like we were joking about for a lot of us, it's 100 cameras. Um, but uh, but all in all, it's it's uh, small uh, so far. Um, so that that's the biggest thing is is although it is another digital time suck, it's not much of one, uh, mm. you know, because it's such a, a new platform. But and and it's not, and it's not like, an app yet. Right? Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's not an app yet. So yeah. hopefully they get that ironed out. Um, as a quick aside about the Lomography app or Lomography website is if you're ever wondering if you want to buy that crappy camera at a thrift shop, like look it up under Lomography's like website because mm. it's awesome to see like the way they uh, uh, catalog their their cameras, um, you know, to yeah. be able to see like what the results are like. So 
so yeah, it's it's. I think it's got good potential for film shooters, and it's definitely geared for you know film photography. It also doesn't uh, crop your photos, so um, oh. you can do your uh, whatever aspect. I haven't tried to do it with mics. Like, uh, I don't have a lot of uh, super big uh, wide lux you know type cameras, but for your typical like six by seven or thirty five millimeter, it doesn't crop anything, which is nice. Ah, oh, okay. And your thoughts, Dan? <laughs> Um, so far it's nice. Like I said, it's a, it's a new website. I haven't poked around with it like too much, but I think uh, with Instagram switching mostly to, you know, video and, uh, reels and that kind of stuff, it's, it's gotten harder and harder to find like what I'm actually interested in. And then every 30 days I have to silence my recommended posts because I'll get like five posts in a row of ads and, uh, Recommend oh, yeah. before I see one of Roxanna's lovely, you know, photos and then oh. scroll through another five photos. And yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, and then Mike, uh, pimping his new album. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to scroll through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and one thing that Jess was talking about, and one, one thing that she said in her original, uh, question that she po- uh, posted in our uh, Mester chat that we had going was, is Instagram actually killing? Uh, uh, film photography, or or killing the uh, the the desire for, photo- for yeah the, the uh, yeah. For, to even post on Instagram. You know, it seems I've always kind of it felt like it was a wasteland, but now it seems even more so. You know, for, mm-hmm. as far as your where you, it's like the place your photos go to die now. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. I feel like they do die there. It's it it's almost like Instagram. I I don't feel. I'll tell you. And I hope that granary is like this, but I'll tell you what I love about Lomography is when you post on there, if you've even been like gone for a little while, they highlight you almost right away. They highlight newcomers. They really embrace new shooters mm-hmm. and you know, it, they make you feel really good yeah. if, if you haven't been on there. Anybody who ha- doesn't have a Lomography account to show their film photos, you should get one because they are absolutely amazing. My only thing is that I wish they had an app, but I really do love them because it's the opposite of what Instagram makes you feel about your photos. <laughs> right. right. I will say, and I know this is a, 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 a lot of the, you know, Facebook uh, has uh, gotten a bad rap for a, a very many good reasons. Uh, but I think really the place that you'll get more traction on your photos, if you're, if you're, if you're disillusioned with Instagram is get on one of the Facebook uh, photo groups. Uh, there's some good ones out there. I know one. I don't know if you've heard about it. But it's the negative positive <laughs> podcast Facebook group. But you'll get interaction there, man. And people will see your yep. photographs. They'll comment. And I think that's way more engaging and positive than what I've ever seen on, like, uh, Instagram posts of my photos or whatever. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, people diss on Facebook, and it's and, and it's well-deserved. But it's, the groups can be a really cool place on uh, to share photos. Uh, uh, so if, you, if, you, if you're anti-Facebook, that's fine. But you should be on there just for the groups. There are some good groups out there I think that, that people can enjoy. Well, yep. at, at the end of the day, they're there to make money. So, like, uh-huh. we can be all pissed off as much as we want, but if like we as film photographers aren't making the money, like they have every right to, you know, kick us to the curb. Sure, like, sure. All right, <laughs> Dave, what do you, what do you got? 
Uh, I laugh because I'm looking at the timer. <laughs> and you just buzz me now and get it over with. <laughs> it, it's, 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 I, I do have a rule, a personal rule. I will not touch the timer. It, it, it's, it's its own demon, man. Like I, I can't, I can't control it. It has its own mind, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. So all right, fine. Uh, here's my thought on uh, my granary. I, you know, I don't, I can't pull the trigger yet for a couple reasons. One reason is what you've already talked about, which is there's not an app. Uh, second reason is, you know, the whole time suck. Oh! <laughs> Low for two. <laughs> Can't win, I tell you. Um, but, you know, I, I spend too much time online as it is. You know, I'm on, uh, I, I do have a Loma home. I'm on Lomography. I don't really do much with it. Uh, I think maybe I still have a Flickr account that I haven't touched in two, three years. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Tinder. Wait, what? No, all right. Not, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but it, it, I just can't, the thought of, you know, taking on another, um, platform like this, I just, I don't have the time to do the stuff I'm doing now to tell you the truth. So I think at some point, you know, if Instagram continues on this trend and kind of keeps going downhill, um, if I give up that and then maybe jump to granary, you know, I could see that happening maybe, but, um, again, haven't done it yet. We'll see. I'm kind of with you, man. Like, I, I think, uh, I think if I, if I'm going to like add another social media thing that I've got to like try to stay on top of, I'm going to have to give up something. I, I, you know, I already feel like I've already been trying to pull away from social media as much as I can. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's just, um, and, and again, I don't really, I've always, maybe I see Instagram differently because I still, you know, the very few photos I take out, I'll, I'll still post them on Instagram, but I see it more as like a, um, almost like a, uh, like a, uh, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a uh, sort of like a catalog of my photos. Like if somebody's like, "Hey, Mike, what kind of photography do you do?" I'll oh, just check out my Instagram. It's all there. You know, like I, I yeah. never really go back and look and see how many likes it got. Or sometimes I'll go back and somebody respond uh, actually replied to something, and like six months later, I found like, "Oh, yeah, okay," and I answer them because yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize that somebody replied to or responded or made a comment about one of the photos. Because yeah. uh, I just see it sort of as just like a little catalog for for myself, and I don't really worry about what it's doing in in the community or anything like that. But um, do, but do yeah. You hash, do you still hashtag? Mm-hmm. I do still hashtag. Um, and but that's only because I've made that pro- uh, process really easy. I I have a bunch of hashtags uh, in my notes on my phone, and I just that's, copy and paste okay. them. You that's know? what I need to do. Because like <laughs> that's, to go. that's where it gets that's old. Is too. I'm like, wait, who do I hashtag on this? Like, right? Wait, you know, yeah. which can't you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't even barely hashtag. It's like I now hashtag like Loma Chrome Purple, and that's it. I, <laughs> it's like I post once a day just because I'm like I want to stay in with all my people that are there, and and I want like you said, Mike, kind of like a catalog of what it's more for me. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like I hide my like count. I don't even look back at it. It's just. It's yeah. it's not the reason that I'm there at all. It's more yeah. just to keep in touch with all my favorite people like all of you. But then I don't even get like I I feel like right now I have to go onto my Instagram and search all of you because you right. never literally come up on my feed. Right. So it, right. it's Same. so it's a big bummer to me, you know. Well, my wife doesn't even come up on my on my feed. Why didn't you like, why didn't you like my new post? I didn't see it. I, I, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Instagram is, is, is causing marital problems. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but, uh, uh, yeah. Another thing is, is like, I, sometimes when I'm like looking for a photo, like say I have a, I don't know, say I've got a new album coming out and I, I need a, I need a, a, a cover for it. Sometimes I find it quicker to just go through my Instagram feed and look for an album cover that I might use. 
uh, through one of my photo photographs, then going through my hard drives or my negative binders or whatever. So it's just easy to just scroll through my Instagram and try to find something because most of my good stuff or or at least what I consider good is, is on there, you know, but it's, it's like it's faster to, to like look through my catalog on Instagram than it is go through my hard drives, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I do that to find dates sometimes too. Like when did I shoot this? So oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I organize my negatives by month. So if I need to go back and like rescan something, I'm looking at my Instagram to see when the heck I shot what. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Good point. Yeah. So, so, so we use it for a catalog now. It's not, it's, it's useless yeah. for everything else now. Right. Basically. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. <laughs> nice. Well, that's like the most uninteresting platform. <laughs> it's like it's now my catalog. Right. I don't use it doesn't inspire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, I'll get to my topic. Uh, this actually, uh, uh, Mike Williams and I uh, talk a lot in the early mornings when he's going to work and I've gotten off work. Uh, so in the wee hours. Uh, and uh, he brought up a, a subject. He said, maybe this would be a good roundtable discussion. And he was talking about uh, what makes uh, a, like when you shoot, I, there was this thing, I used to hear this a lot back when I first got into film and I was reading a bunch of photo magazines. Remember when photo magazines existed, you know, magazines yeah. about photography. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, I love those. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, there was always this thing and I always wondered like, it, was this really true or was this something that like photo magazines made up? But like, uh, you know, uh, a professional is happy if they get one or two keepers on a roll of film, you know? And, uh, and I always thought, are you really a pro if you're only getting one or two keepers on a 36 exposures? Like, shouldn't you, should be, shouldn't your keeper rate be a little higher than that? But, but they, I guess they shot through so much film. Like that's, I don't know. That, that, that always heard that, like that, that statistic. And I never really knew, knew if they could really back it up or not. But, but the point of it is like you're out shooting or whatever. And like, uh, uh, you, you take a look at the photos you've, you've shot and, and maybe you've got one that's a really perfect composition or, or, or whatever. And, and, and things look really nice, but, and it's a good photo in all technical aspects, but it doesn't doesn't really move you, you know, and you don't feel like really any connection to it other than maybe uh, you remember what, what you're feeling that day or maybe you're having a good day or a bad day or whatever it might bring up some memories. But, you know, is is what makes a good photograph just the fact that you <laughs> technically nailed it and you got a good composition and maybe some people will find it interesting or is a good photo something that actually emotionally moves you like uh, like a photo of a loved one or uh, just capturing a perfect moment or uh, something that maybe brings back a memory that uh, that's a good memory or something is 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 photos intrinsically good because uh, does, because of the, the composition and the exposure or is it does it, does it have to have that emotional connection for you to really feel like it's a, a good photograph something that really moves you. So uh, that's my that's my topic, and I'll go ahead and say that you know at, at, I mentioned earlier like not wanting to shoot for art shows anymore because I found that those photos, while they might be something that would sell, that someone would maybe want to put on their on their on their on their wall uh, and buy from me, uh, those were always hard for me. Like the hardest part about doing art shows for me was culling through photographs and trying to figure out what to print and frame and mat up and all that stuff to sell an art show because you were trying to figure out what moved other people. And the things that moved me didn't move them, you know. So I, I had to like put emotion out of out of the uh, out of the equation when I was trying to figure out what I was going to put on my wall at an art show. Because if I if I just put what I was emotional about up there, that wasn't necessarily 
going to be emotional for somebody else or it wasn't going to get them to reach for their wallet. So it was always really hard to like distance yourself from the emotion of, of a photograph. And, uh, and I found that, you know, the photographs I like do tend to have an emotional connection. So, uh, just some thoughts there. Uh, uh and so I wanted to hear your guys thoughts on it and I'll start the, uh, the old gray lab timer. So uh, I'll let you guys fight on who goes first. <laughs> Dave, go ahead. Quick. Oh, you know, I, I've given up at this point, but uh, I, I guess I'll go ahead and go. So uh, for me, I guess, you know, when you talk about what, what makes a good photograph or what goes into that, um, composition to me is important, but I guess maybe along with it or maybe more important is subject matter. And uh, and that can be a lot of things. So that's to make a good photograph. It can, is it, you know, does it have to be technically perfect? Uh, I like it when it is, but you know, a lot of this, you know, when you're shooting a $2 camera and expired film, you're not going to get technically perfect results every time. And I do a lot of that. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I have, it just kind of, I kind of let that go. And that's, that's not really my utmost concern. Uh, and sometimes it is, you know, if I'm shooting with my Pentax 67 working man's medium format camera, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, I'm going to get, you know, more technically perfect results with that. If I'm on my a game that day and focusing and all that business. But, uh, for me, I think what makes a great photograph is all of the above plus the emotion. So if you can get that along with all the other stuff, that's a great photo, not just a good photo. And I'll give you an example of that. Uh, again, for me, and this goes back to what you were saying, Mike, about, you know, what grabs you, what's emotional for you. It's not necessarily going to translate to big sales at an art show. Uh, uh, I did a video, a video, I think it was last Mother's Day, like 2021, maybe. And um at the end of it, basically, I had a little tribute to mothers. It was just, you know, I, I did all my pho- photography and, the, you know, the, the bulk of the video. For the last mm-hmm. minute, two minutes was just me talking about mothers and, mm-hmm. the month, you know, in my life. And then I ended it with a montage of it was five, maybe six pictures of my mom starting when she was just practically a baby or a toddler. Oh, awesome. I remember that. Yeah. High mm-hmm. school. And then, you know, when when I was young and then uh, one of the last photographs ever. And she's she's been gone now 20 years. Um, but I got more out of that than, you know, just my pictures of <laughs> rundown buildings and farms and whatever I take pictures of most of the time. But, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, were these pictures technically perfect? Yeah, probably not. Uh, they were, they were old, they were scratched up, you know, I cleaned them up a little bit, but that meant a lot more to me. And, you know, that's what touched me. That's what got me ugly crying by the end of the video. But, uh, yeah. um, so the emotion, but again, that's a personal thing. Like you said, what resonates with you emotionally you know, you have attachments to these people in your lives that may not translate to other people. But what is important to you is important to you. What what resonates with you resonates with you. So a good photo, you a great photo, you you might have that emotional attachment to that may not be a great photo to somebody else. But if it's on your own standards, that's you know, that's what matters. If it's important to you, it's a good, maybe great photograph. Uh, you know, Dave, uh, it, it's funny you mentioned the the rundown buildings and stuff that you've done a lot of your videos on. But I actually like did feel uh because uh, of the youtube platform that you use you know you you'll talk a little bit about the town or whatever yeah uh, a little bit and I, I actually did feel some emotion to some of the shots of some of these like sort of like um old old rundown factories and and industrial yeah. areas and stuff because you know people used to make a living there and uh so i think that the context of youtube does give you a chance to maybe uh, apply some emotion to some of the photos that you show in your YouTube videos that maybe people wouldn't feel if they were just scrolling through Instagram, you know? Yeah. And I like to include a little history. So you do have Uh a little bit of a backstory. So, you know, maybe that will resonate or mean somebody mean more to somebody than just here's a photograph of some rundown building. You know, you talk about, you know, the history of it and 
how many people are employed at its peak and when it closed mm-hmm. down and again how it impacted the community so uh that's that's true i, I agree yeah yeah that's something like at an art show if i put up a photo of a rundown factory it's just a photo of a rundown factory and like uh yeah. I, unless i explain to somebody that's interested in it just walked up and looked at it and i bother them like yeah it's this factory uh, uh right. what i was trying to convey with the uh, emotion of yeah. this factory was uh, <laughs> there's know. no context yeah yeah, yeah state yeah. of american infrastructure and- <laughs> right 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 right, yeah. right right yeah very good points all right anybody else uh, I mean, along the lines of like su- successful photos, I remember when I was in school, a uh, photographer, uh, Mary Ellen Mark, um, came and talked, which she's an amazing photographer. And it was, we were all shocked because I think somebody asked her like if she, how many shots per roll she finds is successful. And she was like, oh, I'm lucky if like one out of every five rolls has something on there that I might use, you know, which I oh. thought was crazy because most of us were thinking like, oh, you got to have at least five good photos per 36, you know, exposure. Right. So really kind of major stuff, like made us look at our work differently, um, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Um, and then like if you look at her work, there's a, a photo of hers where there's a, a girl smoking a cigarette um, like she looked too young to be smoking. Um, <laughs> and it's a good example, I think, of uh, 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 per, a guy, uh, Roland Barthes, that wrote a book called Camera Lucida. And he talks about the what makes a successful photograph, which is the overall scene. But then if there's something in that scene that really reaches to you, you know, so you mm. could have that, uh, mm. like in this case, that girl smoking the cigarette is is the thing that really stands out and grabs you um you know and kind of tells the story but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i'm sure it's shot, i'm sure it's shot well but even if it wasn't it would still make an impact you know yeah yeah, yeah. exactly Great. wow all right R- roxana no i have been i probably get buzzed but that's uh, no you got uh you got, a, you got about a minute 15 seconds that's so, okay you know. that's okay you know what i like this topic so much though just because i've been finding myself really um interested lady lately in more like documentary style photography like telling the story and one of my favorite iconic photographers that i just admire is linda mccartney I love how she doesn't follow the rules. I love how uh, sometimes, but what she what she captured when she was alive was just, there was a feeling like if you open up any of her photography books, it's just, she encaptures um, a story and a feeling and probably break, and I'm a rule breaker, you guys. I am 110% <laughs> Like I love ditch days. I am a rule breaker. I am not technical. I'm not when I process film, I'm kind of guessing it. I am not technical at all. So I, I guess that's why I gravitate to, but her work is absolutely beautiful. And I think that you know, <laughs> there's my buzzer. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, I just um, I think that sometimes it's just you could shoot and oh, and you know what? I'm going to pull up that that um, that author again. And I feel like his name is Stephen something with an S and I'm going to get it for you guys. Stephen but Shore? it's Stephen. 
you know, and I was reading the book and he's like, sometimes you can shoot something that's so technically perfect and it's just boring. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely agree. Like, I feel like sometimes you can shoot something that's, uh, you know, supposed to be is perfect composition, perfect lighting, perfect, you know, but it doesn't speak to you. And, you know, I, I feel like something that invokes emotion and story or tells something, there's something powerful there. Um, you know, but that's just something I've been kind of deep diving in anyway and exploring. And I think that's like, even going back to like, like a photo essay and comp and telling story within the photography is really interesting to me right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You you, you should check out, uh, like I said, the Maryland Mark, I think would be up your alley as well um, uh, for those photo essays. Cause that's a lot of what she did. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to look that up because that's definitely, I like the, you know, it's just sometimes you, here we go. His name is Steve Simon. Um, so for anybody who's listening, he has a book called the passionate photographer, um, oh. really good book that I've been reading. And um it's just, it's, it's a powerful book, but it, it brings up some of the topics that we were even just talking about. Um, so anyhow, yeah, I'm going to look up that one too. It's, I feel I find inspiration by some, by other photographers all the time. My friends that are on Instagram and, and people who write these books and it's just, you know, what are you telling? What are you telling with your photography? What do you want to convey? What story do you want to get across or what mm-hmm. feeling like forget story? What feeling is it dreamy? Is it, you know, is it something like cold or, you know, and it doesn't matter either which way I, well, I, that, I go with that. And I think any, every viewer is going to bring their own uh, what they like about it. Cause like yes. some of the uh, yep. portrait sessions I've done, I've had my favorite photos. And when I shared them with the person I shot, you know, with, they end up posting some that are completely like outside of what I thought, you know, yes. that they would like even some that were like out of focus. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. I missed the focus on that one. And they, they actually really liked that one. Yep. Or, or, that happens know. to me every single time. Yeah. And it's funny because I'll do this with my sister. We will go through our photos and I'm like, okay, heart, all the ones that are your favorite. And I already know which one mine, and they're always different. <laughs> it's, it's great, but that's art. That's why we do art is yep. that it is different for your person that's absorbing it. <laughs> it, it always makes me wonder, you know, like, uh, especially with portraits, like, you know, I, I, probably the person I take more portraits of than anybody is my wife. And I, I've, I've been, been married 25 years. You think I know her uh, at this point. <laughs> and, uh, but I always, find it interesting uh that you know i i wonder if we 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 prefer portraits of especially somebody we know that well because we feel like that captures them how we see them uh but they but everyone sees themselves differently than we probably see them so i wonder if that's why uh like the the person in the portrait may be more attracted to some of the other photos that we don't think necessarily encapsulates them as well, you know, because yep. uh, it's, it's everybody's uh, in translation of what, uh, what that person, uh, what that person's image is or whatever. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of, I'm always interested in the fact that even if somebody I've known as long as I have my wife, she tends to favor shots that are not my favorites in a portrait session with her. So uh, it's, it's always, I always wonder about that dynamic. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, I go even ahead. had one. Sorry, just one yeah, more no, quick aside. Uh, was like a portrait session I done, and all of a sudden I shoot like a very abstracted, blurry, on purpose, like completely out of focus because I like the color fields. Uh-huh. And I, I shared that with this uh, model that I shot, and that ended up being like her favorite photo, which kind of pissed me off a little bit too. But um, <laughs> but she loved it because it was like a lot of what she was going through emotionally was captured in that photo, you uh, know? And it was, yeah. just, wow. it was just crazy. And I, I, it was completely out of left field that that would be the one that she decided to, sh- you know, share. Later, I was like, could you share maybe some of the ones that shows that I know how to focus a camera? <laughs> uh, you know, but but yeah, it was it was cool to see that like that weird experiment you know resonated with her right uh, dave you had a situation you were shooting some i guess senior portraits for your son recently and yeah and did you find the same situation that that he liked different ones that than, than you thought were, were the, the, the the you know the the winners a hundred percent absolutely yeah. but again you know he's 18 i'm a little older than that so different <laughs> perspective different worldview so yeah completely yeah. different but you'd think yeah. that a photograph was a photograph. You know, that's what's mm-hmm. that's what's interesting. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess uh, there is a weird thing, man. Like, uh, photographs are, uh, we talk about it a lot. They, they're they way subjective. more powerful than, they're subjective and also way more powerful oh. than, uh, than we probably give them credit for sometimes, man. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, uh, like we've talked many times about how, like, you can, uh, even, so, even a mundane photograph can, make you remember like all these details of a day that you shot that photograph that you wouldn't have remembered otherwise, even though mm-hmm. those events have nothing to do with that photograph, you know? So yeah. uh, it's very strange. Uh, the ability, I think uh, they say that like smell is like the, uh, the biggest trigger for memories, but I, I would argue that a photograph can, can, can rival it, you know? It's like, gotta, uh, yeah. It's gotta be a close <laughs> second. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I awesome. agree. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I'd like to take credit for it. I'm gonna give Mike thanks, Williams credit. Thanks, for thanks both, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> All right. Well, it's been uh, that wraps up our roundtable and. Huge thanks to uh, the panelists here. That uh, I think we, you know, I think we solved all of, all the all the photography problems. If, if another one ri- arises within the next ten episodes or so, we'll we'll be ready to solve that one too. I think everybody's just going to leave this, and you know, we got we got a clean slate now. All the problems have been solved, right? Yep, it was easy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get our socials out and get the hell out of here. Um, we'll start with uh, let's start with uh, Mr. Dave Mahali. Uh, where can people check you out, Dave? Uh, you check me out on uh, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, uh, mostly on YouTube. That's probably a big platform. And everywhere, I am the old camera guy. That's the amazing thing about you, man, is you kept it solid and 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 and, and the same all, everywhere. So uh, makes it easy. So it makes my show, makes my show notes easier too. Just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of you. There you go. <laughs> all right, Dan. Where can people check you out, brother? Yes, I'm Dan Tree, and I'm just simply on Dan Tree Photo on Instagram. Awesome. And Roxana, back for her 78th uh, triumphant return. Uh, uh, well, I'm sure you'll, you'll probably go back on hiatus, or, or we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I never know with you, Roxana. This is this was, it's completely out of the blue tonight. I didn't know you were coming on, and I'm really glad <laughs> you did. It was a surprise. I missed it. 
miss you guys. I know it's been awesome, man. Had you not shown up, it'd just been uh, these uh, these three stooges here. Uh, so, uh. well, I am so happy to be here, and you know, well, everybody can find me um, on Instagram, Roxana Log. Oh, I did make myself a new website, and Uh-oh. you can find the link on my Instagram. I know I used um, the Adobe because I am part of the Adobe Creative Cloud and I use their portfolio and it was super easy. So I made myself a website. <laughs> okay, I'm on there so, too. I might have to look at that. Yeah, yeah. Well, right now it's through my link tree. So, I, you know, click my link tree and, and it's the first one. Awesome. So you, cool. you don't think Jose No Way can get in there, right? Probably. Oh, you know. Well, no, you can look at it if you don't have an account. But you know, but the thing can... is, is you need the Creative Cloud to make one, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jose No Way is not going to be able to do that. No, so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, is that all? Is that all your socials, Roxana? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's about uh-huh. it. And I think Roxana log on on Greenery too, I guess, because that's new and on Lamography, so you know shout out to all of them awesome all right you can check me out on instagram at gutterman photo uh you can email this program negpositives at gmail.com you can join the facebook group negative positives film photo podcast facebook group uh we have an instagram account negative positives uh if you submit photos instagram think about using that hashtag negative positives and maybe i'll see it when i get on instagram (laughs) and and highlight it for everyone else to check out uh, you can uh, support this program on coffee. It is ko-fi.com slash negative positives. Uh, you can get my music on Bandcamp, mikegutterman.bandcamp.com. And uh, I think that's it. So uh, uh, we'll be back in two weeks with, I guess, uh, just a host listener interaction show. I am getting low on uh, listener interactions. I think after this next show, I'll only have one left because I, I received one new one uh, this week. Uh, thanks for that. But uh, anybody want to do a call in of anything, camera views, anything about your film photography journey, uh, send us uh, some audio. Uh, Any way you can record audio to negpauses at gmail.com. You can get in the queue to get on the show because uh, it's going to it'll happen soon because I'm getting low on call in. So uh, just a little warning on that. I'm in the red zone, folks. Uh, and uh, yeah, so. I think that's it. We'll be back in two weeks to, t- to, to deal with some of that. So, uh, folks, have a great two weeks, and uh, we will talk to you soon. And I will let these two fine panelists uh, say the magic catchword. Everybody, stay positive. And shoot some cool film photos. There it is, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Production! <laughs> <laughs>